Hello. Uh, keeping this thing moving right along. Episode one, two, three with my good friend Brian Martini. Um, we came, he came over and we did not have martinis, but we did have some Blantons and had a great conversation. So uh, here is episode three, Brian Martini. All right, we're rolling. All right, sounds good. We're, uh, if, if Lucy crying in the background. I'm sure you have the technology to filter all that out. I, right? I do not. Make my voice sound a little deeper, maybe mm, like a baritone. I don't think so, <laughs> but I'll see what I can do. I'm happy to try. <laughs> so, uh, so you listened to the Eric Dahlgren episode. I did. You got the basic gist of the show yeah whatever you want to call this which is basically me just having conversations with my friends and family um sounds like a very interesting idea i think it's a lot of fun it's it's fun for probably nobody but myself (laughs) but that's why it's called nobody cares joe because i'm the only one that i'm doing this for so personally i'm glad that we're in your office and rather than being in a running truck out in the driveway that's (laughs) you get the yes you get the uh the premier treatment i was gonna say this is a top billing here this is absolutely this is only for like my a-list it's like you you know Brad Pitt when I had oh, yeah. him on. I can understand. The Rock, the Rock. you know <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, people are flying in on helicopters. Exactly. I mean, very very close to the way I rolled in on my jalopies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, so my first question to kick mm-hmm. things off is, and you started to talk about it just a mm-hmm. moment ago, so you'll have to try to bring it back. Sure. How did we meet? I remember us meeting very much the way Dahlgren mentioned at Enchanted Care. So yep. we would see each other passing by. But my distinct memory of at least talking with you was picking up the girls at Buckeye Gymnastics. So okay. when we moved up here from Hilliard, we were at a gymnastics place down there. Um, since Buckeye is so close, right on Old Sawmill, mm-hmm. we started going there. And I recognized you from Enchanted, yeah. and I recognized Jen, and I think the girls were friends first. I think so. so. I think oh, Charna yeah. and Jen kind of hit it off oh, originally, yeah. and then um, I recognize you on pickup and drop off and things like that. Um, so I think our first conversations really happened there. And uh, to be honest, you didn't seem terribly interested in fostering any sort of relationship or friendship with me, which I, 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 not. I can't blame you. I, I mean, was it's not. very. I'm still not. Very natural. <laughs> very natural reaction to my personal aroma. Yeah, I'm so. still not really interested it's just kind of inertia at this point it's like i could break up with you but then jen would have to break up with charna that's true kids i mean well for us it's always a discussion on who do we get in the divorce i mean you know so it's like well i really like that couple but if they divorce we're really going to stay with this one and not that one i'm like oh so i usually lose out on those types of conversations i was gonna say and not that this is of course ever going to happen but if you guys split up i would never see you again (laughs) That's that's pretty much a given. And I've had this conversation with many friends of ours. But to be fair, fair, if we split up, which would never happen, then I would be out the door. I don't know. I think you'd be sleeping on my couch. Uh, 
I, I mean, think Charlie would be sleeping on your couch, <laughs> and I would be sleeping in bed with you. Oh, well, <laughs> only if you like spooning. Uh, oh, I'm, uh, as long as I can be the little spoon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to negotiate, or maybe right, trade that's, off. That's fair, that's fair. Yeah, I, I remember one time at um, drop-off or pick-up, I wore a Voltron shirt, and you were like... "That Oh, yeah. <laughs> that I, I could definitely remember that setting nerds. me off. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I remember going over to your old house over in, was it Golf Village? Yep. And I, I think that was the first time I remember hanging out socially and then uh, helping you move over here. I think yes. you and I and Dahlgren. Yep. I still have those sunglasses, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, I know. You got them, like, refurbished and Oh, everything. I know. Yeah, I, I change out. I, I had to fix the bow and change out a couple screws and change the lenses out. And I'm like, yeah, that was, that was the most expensive free pair of sunglasses I ever yeah, got. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, they're but, vintage. Oh, yeah. They're that's, awesome. That's Well, I'm happy that they're being put to good use. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't let the kids play with those. So, so yeah. So, tell me an interesting fact about yourself. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I, I know, I'm trying to think of something that not everybody would know yeah. or something that might be a surprise to people. Um, I used to, when, when people would ask me, tell me an interesting fact, I would say that um, I repeated kindergarten, which is a true statement. Um, it's a source of pleasure for many of my other family members to I, remind me of this. And that's surprising. Uh, and now will be for me. I, I know, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. In, in all reality, uh, you know, I often get questions of, could you not color within the lines? <laughs> right. Did you, you know, how many tiddlywinks did you throw? Um, but in reality, what had happened is I started, my, my birthday is in November. Okay. So I started kindergarten when I was four. Okay. Which was legal in New York State. I turned five in November. And then at that point, we moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma. I finished the rest of my kindergarten year. But uh, by state law, I could not start first grade until I was six. Interesting. So I was not allowed to progress to the next grade. I had to stay and take another year of kindergarten. So, yeah, but I would say the other interesting fact is, and I think most people know this, especially people that, that run in our circles, is that um, my youngest son, Flynn, was born at home unexpectedly, and I was on the receiving end of delivering him, at least for the first half. Uh, thank God that the uh, Liberty Township Fire Department showed up, and actually it was an off-duty uh, battalion chief who showed okay. up in a Durango okay. and uh, walked in and was like, dude, we got stuff going on here. And I tagged out and moved up, up to the head and counted and did the <laughs> dad things, and he took over. But I, uh, I remember being on 911 um for the longest 15 minutes of my life and um it was um <laughs> it was so, an unbelievable experience all right so unnerving so charna is mm -hmm. in labor mm -hmm. um she says brian i'm in labor what we need to go to the hospital 
so this story starts. Um, I usually get up early. I, I usually get up earlier than her. Um, so usually I get up, I shower, and by the time I'm done showering and you know getting dressed and all that good stuff, she's rolling out and ready to hop in the shower. So everything's warmed up and she's ready to roll. So that morning she was up before me, and I was like, hmm, okay. How you feeling? Oh, I feel okay, but you know what? We should get the kids ready and drop them off, and then maybe we can drive down to the hospital. I'm like, mm, all right. And she was already unhappy about the situation because the other two kids had come early. Right. Addison, I think, was three days early, and Drake was five days early. So we'd expected this baby to be early as well, and he wasn't coming out. He wasn't coming out. So she was already a little peeved right. about it. So I go and I get the kids up and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna take mommy to the hospital, so let's get up, let's roll. So I'm getting them up and they're getting dressed and all that stuff. I go back up and she's hunched over on the vanity and I said, you all right? And contraction? Yeah, contraction. Maybe you should call the sitter and have her come and pick up the kids and then we'll just go to the hospital. I'm like, okay, all right, I'm gonna start hyperventilating here. Yeah. So I go, I call the sitter, she's coming over. Next thing I know, the sitter gets there, she's gathering the kids. I said, all right, we'll let you know as soon as possible. She had already been cleared to deliver the kids and all that stuff. So she was actually a worker in at the uh, daycare where we dropped off. So that wasn't gonna be a problem. And next thing I know, she appears on the stairs and she's like, he's coming right now. And I'm like, uh, we're kind of busy right now. <laughs> and both the kids the were still, yeah, both the kids were still like, right in the middle of our living room um drake was kind of playing with a truck and addison was getting her shoes on or something like that so i call 911 and i'm on the phone with him and he said you know he goes through all the standard questions and he's like all right where is she i said she's on the stairs is she standing yes you need to get her off the stairs immediately get yeah. her down on the floor so i deadlifted her off the stairs and <laughs> put her down laid her down yeah and he's like you're gonna have to tell me what's going on so you're gonna have to undress her so i did my best <laughs> 10 second undressing yeah. from the waist down and um described the situation and he said okay i th you know i think based on what you're telling me the baby is starting to crown so here's what you're going to have to do and he's starting to walk me through this stuff so at that point it was all right how quick right, can you wait. get here yeah stop stop for a minute <clears throat> so what where when was the point when you you like had the real realization like this is I'm about to deliver this baby. When I described, uh, I would say when I described to the 911 dispatcher what I was seeing and he said, okay, here's what you need to do. I realized that he was going to proceed to give me instructions on how to deliver the baby. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm not ready for this. I'm pretty sure that there's nothing in my background that will prepare me for it. <laughs> How much poop was in your pants? Uh, I would say we would have to measure it on a, a per ton basis. Yeah, it was. It was. There was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot. There was a lot of. Uh, yeah, I I remember, uh, kind of um, going through his instructions and stuff like this, and she was adamant that she was trying not to push until the fireman got there. Yeah, and. Um, as soon as the fireman got there, I like I say, I switched out, and he was wanting to transport her before they, before she delivered, and he took one look and he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and deliver right here." 
So wow. he asked me, he said, go get some towels. I said, you need, just give me some clean towels. I brought down 15, I swear to God, 15 towels. He's like, dude, I needed two. <laughs> I needed like, we don't have an elephant here. We're birthing a baby. So. You did not specify. Yeah, you didn't say, I brought, I brought every brought to towels. Yeah. I figured I'd be, so yeah. It wow. was it was an interesting yeah and then of course after that you it's like any adrenaline rush I was you know unable to yeah. hold my hand straight you're shaking and um, but it was uh, it was the most extraordinary experience I've, oh, I I've, I was imagine. extremely scared and then how relieved and blessed I was that yeah. he didn't have any complications on birth right. he was delivered within a minute I mean wow. I called nine one one at Charn always corrects me on this. I think it was 6.52. He was born at 7.02. Wow. So he was there. Wow. So it was, uh, yeah. That's so. crazy. And he hasn't changed much. He wants something, he wants it now. So he's <laughs> he's he's a very focused, focused young, young person. And I know <laughs> you guys, uh, for a little while anyway, didn't you um, do something either annually with or... or once with the crew that yeah you out, um, you had them over to your so house the crew that yeah the crew that helped us uh, the battalion chief that came he actually came back a couple weeks later and uh, he he was great he stopped by he wanted to know how we were doing and things and uh, he said by the way I, I got something for you and I was like oh that's nice he probably got us a baby gift or something he gives he gives me his CD I said what what the hell is this he goes oh is is it recording your nine one one call I'm like. What? He's like, yeah, we got a big kick out of it. It was awesome. Uh, like, are you serious? Really? I'm glad I'm here for your amusement. Yeah, but uh, right. he told me at that point that the dispatcher I was talking to, that was his first day on the job oh, you're by kidding. himself. Yeah. That's and I said, well, he did a good job. Uh, and thank God I didn't have to deliver. But um, yeah, w we listened to that CD once. We got about three or four minutes into it. I, I turned to her and she looked at me and I said, I can't listen to this. And she no said, kidding. turn it off. Why? Uh, it brought back a lot of um, anxiety. Yeah. Um, I think that we both thought it would be really fun to listen to. Sure. And we heard the panic in our voices. Yeah, we could, right. I could hear her in the background. Um, I could hear the panic in my voice. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's great piece to have in our library sure to be able to share at some point we just you know now that flynn is five i, I it'd be nice to break that out again and see yeah but that's awesome well, yeah that's a that is a good interesting fact mm. you will you will win most <laughs> you know if you're going around the room tell me that you will win most uh rounds of that um all right so uh slightly different mm -hmm. uh take a moment to brag about yourself, what is something that you're really good at that either people might not know mm. uh, or that you're just like, I'm sorry, but I'm just really good at this? Yeah. Uh, I, I would say that if you ask most people in my life, they would have difficulty helping to support an answer to that question. <laughs> I, find, <laughs> I find that hard to believe. Um, I would say that... Um, and this is not unlike some of the answers your previous guests have provided, but I seem to retain things that are extremely unimportant. 
Ah, okay. Like, um, I can tell you what the license tag was on my very first car. Yeah. I can tell you what the batting average was and the lineup was for the Toronto Blue Jays in 1986. Because oh, wow, that is useless. There are things that I just remember that I don't know why I remember them. Yeah. Um, I used to be a huge baseball follower. I used to read every box score every day and follow yeah. statistics and things like that. I haven't done that so much in the past or uh, so much recently, but I certainly did it in my youth and, and growing up. Um, um, I don't know. I, I'd say that, uh, you know, for... Uh, for a guy who's still trying to figure out what he wants to do when he grows up, yeah. um, I've been blessed to be in opportunities where I feel like I'm able to bring people together. Yeah. Um, it's something I, it's funny, I always tell people, well, you, you're, you know, what's your degree in? Well, I'm a chemical engineer. Okay. Well, where do you work? I work in IT. You know, it's like, I'm yeah. not really an IT guy and I'm not really a chemical engineer guy. I'm not really very good at either one of them, but <laughs> I'm pretty good at calling meetings. <laughs> That so. is, uh, you know, cannot that that skill cannot be underestimated or undervalued. I will tell you that I continue. You know, there aren't very many athletic achievements that I have within my life, but I have had um, the opportunity to go to a fantasy camp, which is something probably yeah. one of your other guests would appreciate, specifically Eric. Um, and I can tell you, for a week, I felt like a bi the biggest stud on the planet. Yeah. They take care of you. They, it That's was cool. a great time. But I, I really enjoy baseball. I really, um, I really enjoy basketball as well. It's something as I've gotten older, I really enjoy. Um, but I, I guess I'd say something that, um, gosh, that's that's kind of a tough one. Um, I, I would say the other thing, if I wanted to brag about something, is that I really, um, I really enjoy both Star Trek and Star Wars. Usually, find people that are Star Trek people or Star Wars people. Right. I happen to be a person that enjoys both of them separately, and I really dive into the apocrypha around mm -hmm. both of them, backstories and uh, different, you know, extended universe stories and yeah. things like that. So. I really do enjoy that type of trivia and I really enjoy that type of exploration of what the future might hold or different ways of looking at things. So, don't have to pick a side. No, I don't. I don't think you do. You but can be, you can there are some people that are very adamant about that, though. Oh, I know. I call those people idiots. <laughs> so I don't, I think I know the answer to this. Um, any tattoos? Well, Joe, last time you looked. <laughs> That's why I said I think I know. No, I don't have any tattoos. Okay. Um, I considered one. I uh, for about ten years I was a Harley owner. Yeah. I rode a Harley, and at one point I strongly considered getting a tattoo on my arm um, that I thought would be representative, um, but not to, you know, not a sleeve or anything like right. that. Not to blatant um but i i don't necessarily have a big propensity for needles i have a hard yeah. enough time getting a flu shot right let alone sitting for an hour or two hours or multiple sittings to get colors and th different things so but i did have one picked out i actually have oh, wow. a, a family member on charna's side and my wife's side that is a tattoo artist so i'd oh. already talked to him about hey could you do this is this something you 
I said, yeah, you let me know when you want to come down. We'll get wow. you set up. So you were ready. You were yeah. all lined up. Then once I got rid of the bike, it was like, well, right. I'm not going to get a tattoo and not have a bike. So I decided to pass on that. And I thought, you know what? It's probably, probably a good idea. All right. So let me ask you this. So we're sitting here mm -hmm. and I say, all right, hang on a second. I've got it. I've got to grab this thing behind me and I stand up and I turn around and the back of my shirt raises up. Oh, good Lord. I don't and, like where this question's going already. And, and you see a tattoo. Yeah. Like a tramp stamp nice. style tattoo Beautiful. on my back mm -hmm. and it's of your face. <laughs> what, what do you do? What do I do? do? Like, how do you, do you say anything? Do you ignore it and go home and say, no. Charna, holy shit, that guy is batshit crazy insane. He's got my face tattooed on his back. <laughs> or do you say something? Do you say, oh gosh, I think I see, do you have a tattoo? Like, what do you do? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I can honestly say I've never really considered that type of scenario. Uh, well, I hope not. I mean, besides being narcissistic and want to get up and make out with myself <laughs> on the back here, um, I probably read into it that you always knew I was full of shit, so you wanted me, you wanted to get a picture close to your ass, <laughs> okay. so that would that would tie together. But I, I probably would make extreme fun of you. I, I would probably, so you would I would probably you immediately would... confront and uh, shame you into getting <laughs> some sort of extremely expensive laser, laser removal process. That is a good answer. <laughs> that is a good answer. Uh, any <clears throat> nicknames, current or former? <laughs> uh, um, I will tell you that during high school and during most of my college, I don't know if anyone ever used my first name. Like, asshole. Yeah, asshole. well, that's, that, that happened a little bit, but <laughs> I seriously, like, I, I don't know if anybody knew my first name in high school, so in most of college. Martini. Just Martini. Yeah, I mean. You are blessed yeah. with a name, a, a name that is also a thing. Yeah. I, I mean, seriously, it was, hey, Martini. Yeah. Hey, Martini, I need you to do this. Hey, Martini, what are you doing Tuesday night? Hey, Martini, are we going for wings? I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. I, I honestly didn't have yeah. many nicknames. I, I, used to get, I used to get pissed off because people would mispronounce my name or they'd say, oh, it's Martin. Brian Martin. Yeah. I'm like, dude, there's clearly an I at the end of the name, How okay? mispronounce Martini? I, because people... Martini? Mar Martin. <laughs> Martin. They, they used yeah, to call Martin. Martin. So I used to have a buddy of mine call me Martin Innie because he put an extra I-N-I on the end. I'm like, oh, that doesn't that doesn't go very well. Martin Innie, Martin so, Audi. Mar yeah. But for the most part, uh, I haven't had many nicknames other, other than the ones in the bedroom. So, <laughs> oh, boy. No, those, those don't count. But really, I, it mo I haven't been called by my first name as much as I have in the last four or five years since yeah. I've lived in Powell. Between the, the friends I... I gather with now and things like that I but before then when I lived in Chilcothe or in Maine yeah seriously I just went by my last name it's a great name yeah uh, so I know there's got to be a story here um, what is the craziest food you've ever eaten <laughs> 
That, I heard Eric's. Eric's was very interesting about the, the, the horse. I was yes. like, yeah, okay. Um, I have a similar story, okay. albeit a bit different. Uh, so I was in China. Uh, it was one of the implementations that, that our organization was doing, and I was on the IT group, my IT team that was over there gathering requirements and whatnot. So I was meeting with the R&D folks that were based out of China, and they decided, hey, we're gonna go out for dinner together. And I said, oh, great. What I didn't realize, and number one, they do a lot of things family style. So you've got the big trivet in the middle that right. rotates, kind of like Buca de Beppo right. and stuff like that. So I said, okay, I, I know how that works, and everybody's using chopsticks, so I had to come up to speed pretty quickly or I'd starve. Um, the one thing I did not realize is that they brought out a fish. And normally I like fish. That's not my favorite, but I'll eat fish. Right. The problem is that they didn't really remove the tail or the head. So the tail and the head are still there. You could pick at right. the middle part and get what you wanted. What I didn't realize, and this was the most disturbing part, is that the guest of honor is expected to eat the fish eye. Ah. And I did not. Yeah. And I didn't realize that that privilege fell to me. So I was asked to eat the fish eye. And so at first I was trying to find a way to graciously decline the right. privilege of being able to do that. And I realized quickly that I wasn't going wasn't to be able to do that. So I had to kind of, I first I had to humbly ask, how, do, how the hell do I pluck an eyeball out of a fish? Right. Like, this is not something I normally Put your do. your mouth over it and suck. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't want to do that. I'm really not sure what, what waters that thing was fish, uh, swimming in before. But uh, at the end, we got it out with chopsticks, or uh, my my host got it out with the chopsticks, and I grabbed it, and I just popped it in. I tried not to chew it. I just tried to... You swallow try to, like a pill? It swallow like a pill. So what, kind of, what size fish was this? I mean, was... This, this fish was about 15 inches long. So, so was it a smaller than a, a I mean have you ever seen the fish on Simpsons that have multiple heads and yeah. <laughs> Let, let's just say the water quality in China is not exactly what you're used to maybe sure. on the Allegheny or the Sciota or the Lontangi so, so the eyeball itself was it like a, a size it was, of a small pill it was a size or? of a it was larger than a pea okay smaller a little smaller than a marble Got it. Okay. So, um, and did you chew it or did you? Just I did not. It? I tried to make a motion like I was going to chew it, and I tried to trick everybody and just kind of yeah. gulp it down. It it was salty. Yeah. Yeah. It, it almost reminded me of. Uh, I, I ended up chewing a little bit of it because I, I accidentally got a piece of it. It was almost like a. You ever have a. A chocolate covered cherry at Christmas time. You know, yeah. they always have a chocolate. Imagine a chocolate covered cherry, except there's no cherry in the middle. So it's yep. like this shell, and then you oh, chew into yeah. it, and then there's like stuff in the middle, except yep. this wasn't sweet or taste good. It was yeah. disgusting and That's a pretty good revolting. One. That's yeah, it was, a pretty good one. Other than that, I, I had some other interesting things when I was in India. Yeah, that's what um, I figured. I, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I thought the food in India was great. Other than getting used to the spice level, the, the, yeah. the spiciness level, other than that, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. But, and I, I'll, be a, I'll be the first to admit, I didn't ask about what I was eating. Yeah, yeah just, probably for the best. You know, and a lot of times they would make food at home and bring it in. They'd be like, hey, I, I made this for you. Oh, okay. 
don't tell me what it is. Just, yeah, I'll right. just go ahead and drive. That I had, I will tell you one other story is a close second. They, when I was in India, they gave us lemonade. And I said, oh, okay, lemonade's okay. I don't know what was in this lemonade. There was something in the lemonade. It tasted like swamp water. It was the most disgusting thing I have ever, whew. So is there, and I asked this question to Dahlgren, so is there anything that, so you didn't ask in mm -hmm. India? Yeah. Is there anything that had you asked and you found out after the fact mm -hmm. that you had just eaten something? Um, is there anything that would have made you just like completely lose your lunch? You know what I mean? Like if you yeah. ate something and afterwards they were like, oh, did you know that you just ate X? I think, uh, and I've heard some stories about people... Um, I think bull testicles are a delicacy in some areas of the world. I think if I found out I ate the sexual organs of another organism, I, I don't. That might. I think that might set me off. Like, <laughs> I don't think I'd be interested in pursuing that. I but. think you would be depressed that you didn't get to enjoy it at the time. <laughs> like you could have told me before, so yeah. I could have at least relished. Yeah, yeah. not quite. <laughs> uh, you don't play an instrument, do you? No, I have never played an instrument. Um, I originally thought I was going to, you know, when you get to a certain age in middle school, they ask you, hey, what instrument do you want to play yeah. or do you want to do chorus? And I decided against playing an instrument at that point. So I have never I have never played an instrument. I, I've always kind of regretted it, too. I wish yeah. I had learned to play. What would you have played? Uh, originally, I thought I wanted to play trombone. I wanted to play slide trombone, but um, looking back on it, something like piano or something like that would be a lot yeah. of fun to be able to play. And I, I've I've considered going back and looking at doing it's something like that. Not too late. I know it's never too late, especially on a piano. Exactly. Uh, all right. So, what is the funniest movie you have ever seen? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm I'm going to list two on here, and I don't know if you've seen either one of them. No, uh, one of the top movies I'm gonna I'm not gonna give either one top billing because I enjoy them both one of the funniest movies I enjoyed is Super Troopers I love, oh my God, I love Super Troopers that movie. I, I can sit there and drink a bottle of bourbon and just laugh yes. my ass off for yes. an hour and a half hour 45 minutes because it's just so it, it's so off the wall and unexpected uh, especially the first couple times you see it you're like oh yes and you, and you know that cops play games like this. Yeah. You know they do. So, But I would say the other movie, which isn't necessarily as popular, some people of our generation probably remember, is uh, there's a movie called uh, Mystery, Sci Mystery Science Theater 3000, oh, sure. the yeah. movie. And I, I've watched the individual shows. The movie itself is longer, uh, a little more in-depth, but I, I find it hilarious. And I miss that type of critical evaluation of some of these older movies yeah like, oh my god who watched these things you know but, they did um they did a podcast really um and where they basically provided commentary tracks mm. for different movies and they did the show I oh mean, that's basically awesome the show but you could watch the movie and fire up the podcast while you were watching the movie. That's terrific. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. That is I, terrific. I won't be able to think of the name of it, but if you're really interested, you come see it. They're fantastic. The, and yeah. the movie was fantastic in and of itself. So, yeah. All right, Super Troopers, that movie when it came out, 
was, and I've watched all of the Broken Lizard. Oh, really? That's the Broken Lizard is like that group yeah. of guys. That's yeah. they're, they're like true. Well, they, they did the remake of Dukes of Hazard, which I thought was pretty funny. He, yes. But they've also done some other stuff that they was... They did uh, Club Dread, yeah. which was okay. And they mm-hmm. did Beer... Beer Fest or yes. beer something, which was okay. And they even did Super... Have you seen Super Troopers 2? I have not seen it. I do have it, but... It's... I mean, it's okay, but yeah. it's... Super Troopers, the original. Just, the original is the best. Yeah. Um, all right. So, did you have a like a go-to uh, TV show in high school? Not really. And, and I will tell you, uh, I shouldn't lie. I, I should tell you the truth. But it'll it'll reveal some of the mentality I had at that age. But I will tell you that when um, so you and I are almost the same age. I entered high school in eighty seven, eighty seven or eighty eight. Entered high school. Entered high school in eighty seven. You you're not older than I am. I am forty. I will be forty seven later this year. Yeah. So I graduated high school in eighty eight. So there's okay. no way you entered high school. And, oh, I'm sorry. I got it. See, I'm so old that I got. <laughs> so I, I, do I have to do the math? That, yeah. I graduated in '92. Got it. I entered high school in '87, '88. Got it. And in 1987, at least where I grew up, that was the first launch of Fox as oh, a yeah. new independent network. Yeah. And one of the shows that Fox gained access to as part of their initial launch was Star Trek, the original series. Ah. And so for me, I watched the original series religiously. In yeah. fact, I got to a point where we finally had gotten a VCR in our household and I started taping them. And I had boxes of VHS tapes uh, of the original series. And then when The Next Generation came out, I watched that religiously too. So I'll be honest with you, I was a Star Trek hardcore fan, especially when the new series came out and I think it was 87. Um, so, so yeah, it wasn't VR Troopers, it wasn't any of this other stuff. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I like some things at night, but most of the time, if I wasn't watching Star Trek, I was watching baseball. Yeah. And if I wasn't watching baseball, I was watching basketball. Well, I will, uh, my nerd cred is pretty <laughs> strong. Um, so, I don't think I was in high school. I think I was in junior high, which helps just a little bit. Makes it just a little <laughs> bit less dorky. But I used to, I had a cassette recorder, mm-hmm. and I had a little black and white TV in my room. I would put the TV on my room, or on my floor. Mm-hmm. I would get the cassette recorder, put it up against the TV, uh-huh. and I would record just the audio of the episodes of the original series, I would pause it really? on the commercial and yeah. then unpause it, and then I would listen to that at night. Wow. That's how I would wow. fall asleep, listening to episodes of Star Trek. Wow. Did you have braces? Um, I Twice I had braces. Really? Yeah. So let me ask you something, and I know this is a little reversal for you, but so I also had braces, and one of the things I struggled with is for about a week after I go in to get adjusted or I had to wear the headgear and all that garbage, 
I couldn't sleep at night. You know, you're in you're in a lot of pain. So one of the things I would do is listen to talk radio at night. Interesting. Yeah. So is that what you were doing, or were you just no. listening to it to try and relax? And just I just love. I mean, I just loved it. I just loved it and just wanted to be immersed mm-hmm. in it. And so I would record them. Yeah. And it was the only time that it made sense to listen. I wasn't old enough to drive, so it's not like I, <laughs> you know, pop it in yeah. when I was driving around. Mm-hmm. So the only time that I was ever stationary yeah. and was able to listen to it was when I was in bed. So I would just put it in. I recorded. So you had a tape player or cassette player in yep. your bedroom. Yep. Boombox. Um, no. As a matter of fact, it was a one-speakered. It was like half a boombox. <laughs> it was a boombox. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. And I somewhere, I think I still have a couple of those cassettes. No kidding. And I got to find them because I think I do. I think I have a couple of those. Wow. That's impressive oh, yeah. you still have them. Hey, yeah, that's nerdy. <laughs> uh, okay. So, all right. So now it gets a little bit more fun. We're oh, I, okay I'm okay on time. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. All right. All right. So, you, you, would you rather's? Oh, we, we play this a lot at my house. But I'm assuming that the questions my five-year-old asked me are going to be a little different than the ones you asked. Well, here's hoping. Um, <laughs> so some of these are weirder mm-hmm. than another. Oh, uh, I look forward to those. Although these aren't too terribly weird. It gets weird uh, later. Um, okay, so would you rather be able to run 100 miles an hour or to be able to fly but only 10 miles an hour? Mm. I would rather be able to fly even at 10 miles an hour because I think that even though I'd be able to move quicker on land, mm-hmm. I think that being able to fly would give you a different perspective. Ooh, good answer. And so being able to fly at 10 miles an hour uh, gives you a new perspective on looking at the world below mm-hmm. and um, despite the fact that you're going a little slower, it gives you the opportunity to unwind and take in yeah. what you're able to observe. So I would look at it not necessarily as the ability to get from place to place, so much as the ability to uh, look at the world from a different point of view. Yeah, great answer. Um, That's right. what Blanton's does to you. It helps yeah. you, helps you right. a philosopher come out. There you go. <laughs> uh, would you rather have seven fingers on each hand or seven toes on each foot? Oh, goodness. Um, I would rather... Hmm. <laughs> um, I, ooh, I can make a good argument for either one. I mean, I'm going to have to say I would rather have seven fingers on each hand. I think it would give you additional flexibility and skill sets that others may not have. Yeah. Uh, If I had seven toes on each foot, I'm I'm hoping my feet would be a little bigger, and that would help me with my low post moves on Monday night rec basketball. (laughs) But But it would be harder to get shoes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'd probably have to wear sandals or you'd have to get milk. You know, milk cartons cut out to fit the bottom of or something. So I would definitely go with hands. I think that's uh, you know I hadn't thought about it, but I think yeah, seven fingers. Is a is a huge would be a huge advantage. Would be a huge advantage. The only problem would be getting gloves or yeah, but what becomes often. what becomes your ring finger then too. I mean, how do you know what? Whichever one you want. 
Whichever one. As long as want. it's not the middle one, right? Exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, ooh, this is a good one. All right. Would you rather be able to know how you die mm -hmm. or when you die? Hmm. Do I have to know either of them? You have to know one of them. Hmm. I would say I'd rather want to know when I die. And the reason why I say that is because if I knew how I died, I would spend a lot of unnecessary energy trying to avert that yeah. cause. And at the end of the day, it would be fruitless because my death was foretold. Right. Um, if I knew when I died, though, it would allow me to plan things accordingly, to make sure I do the things or yeah. take care of the things on the bucket list or make sure I spend the appropriate time where I need to. Um, I tend to be a pretty strong planner or want to have things planned out. Mm -hmm. So I would rather want to understand the timing and that way I'd be able to uh, plan around it appropriately. Interesting. That's a tough one. Hmm. That's a tough one for me because I don't, I go back and forth. I don't know that I would want to know when mm -hmm. um, because at what point, how, how much in advance of your date yeah. do you start like just obsessing? You know what I mean? Like even if it's, if it's but, but you have to figure you would do that either way if you knew how you died let's say it was a heart attack right and you have a cholesterol test that comes back right you would figure you would start obsessing about that as well or if you knew hey um how did i die i died in a car accident well now every time you get in a car you're going to be freaking out yeah you know uh, or hey you're gonna die uh, you're going to have a stroke. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, now do you have to be careful on how hard you're working out at the gym or something? Right. You know, I, I would think that either way you're going to have some OCD tendencies yeah. to try and prevent right. leaving this earth early. Yep. At least with me, if I had a time, I could say, okay, my time's coming. I, right. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it will happen, and here's... What right. it is. Because remember, at least for me, I would look at it as either one of those pieces of information lead to you trying to take steps to avert it. Right. And if you can't avert it, you well, might as well least, appreciate the time you have. At least if you know the when, mm -hmm. you can pretty much do whatever the hell you want until oh, yeah. then. Yeah. You can eat whatever you want, drink whatever you want, right. do whatever you want. You're like, it's not going to kill me, <laughs> right? Because yeah. I got another five years or 20 years or right. whatever it is. Right, exactly. Exactly. All right. Would you rather be able to understand all languages mm. or talk to animals? Ooh. I would say, although talking to animals would be extremely interesting, I would rather be able to speak all languages because I think there's enough misunderstanding in the world due to translation issues. Um, when you look at some other, other languages that are exotic, some of the Arabic languages, some of the Far Eastern languages, Chinese, Japanese, Mandarin, uh, Mongolian, there's such a 
chasm between the way that they speak and write their language and the way that most of the Western world writes and speaks their language. I mean, if you talk about Spanish or Italian or right. German, there, there are at least some commonalities. They, they have kind of a root-based language they all form from. But you get into some of the more exotic languages, at least from a Western world perspective, I think that would be much more interesting because I think a lot is lost in translation. Even, even in my time in China and India both, uh, I wouldn't trade them for the world. I, and I met fantastic people in both places, um, people I still stay in touch with to this day. I think part of the struggle I have is that they have things in their mind that they want to express that they don't know how to do that effectively in our language. And so for me to be able to speak their language and say, just send it to me in Hindi, yeah. just send it to me in simple Mandarin, would be a huge advantage to bridge that communication gap. So it sounds like you want to be a language superhero. I do. Like oh, it would yeah. be a superpower. Oh yeah. Then you would use it to change the world. Well, you're such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna crawl back into my hole and know all languages and not speak to anybody. <laughs> uh, all right. So, last section. We're gonna switch gears a little bit. All right. So you're familiar with F. Mary Kill? Well, I I am now that I've listened to your previous podcast. You, you, you had never heard of that before? I've never heard of that before. Really? Yeah. Yep. That incredibly difficult. I think the only other person who knows it is you. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I was shocked that Dahlgren had never heard of it. Well, but, I didn't feel so bad when Dahlgren hadn't heard of it because then I did not feel as um, socially ostracized. Wow. All right, well, so... Uh, so big Star Wars fan. Sure. So this one is the same. Dahlgren had it. Wookiee, Ewok, or a Mon Calamari. Okay, so this is something that I have and, and given and when, a lot of thought to when, over when, the years. Yeah. <laughs> Whew, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> what I would tell you or what I would ask you is you identified a species but not a gender. Um... You get to pick. Well, if I get to pick... <laughs> all right, so what I would tell you is that... Um, I would probably... Hmm. I would probably... Hmm. Oh, boy, this is good. I, all right, so now I'm thinking now... No Walk me through your thought process. Okay. So I'm trying to think about as a individual to marry it's not all about the sex it's about compatibility yeah. so who would i be most compatible with so i would say probably a member of the mon calamari i would be most compatible with interesting and so i would marry them okay f the wookie because yeah do that I probably would be in traction for several months, but it might be worth it. And then the Wookiee, I'd just have to. Or, or I'm Ewok. sorry, the Ewok, I'd have to. I would have to see, off. See, I don't know. I have a feeling that 
Wookiee sex could result in death. It, it might, but you die with a smile <laughs> on your face. Or dismemberment. Well, well, that's only if you lose that, that chess game, so, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't remember what I said with Dahlgren, but I think... I don't know. I don't think I would. I don't think I would want anything to do with the Wookie. That scares wow. me. That scares me. So you'd rather f the teddy bear? I, I think. Actually, I think I would probably f the Mon Calamari. Mm. I can't imagine spending my life with that squid-looking thing. Oh, come now. Yeah. There's. All right. There's ways around that. Plastic surgery. <laughs> there's a lot of plastic in the world. All right. So you're also a Star Trek fan. Sure. So a Klingon, <laughs> a Vulcan, <laughs> Ooh. or a Beta Z. Mm. Okay, this is much easier for me. I would, I would marry the Beta Z. I would f, really? yeah, I would f the Vulcan, and I would off the Klingon. Why? Well, because from a Klingon perspective, I would be a, a they would have a, a honorable afterlife in Stovacor. Um, it would be something that um, if I were to pursue any other option, I probably would end up dead quite quickly. So as opposed to probably a Wookiee, which I figure I'd last a little bit of time. Um, <laughs> The Vulcan, I think, would be interesting to... Uh, that would be an interesting challenge to break. Yeah, okay. So I look at that as, hmm, if I have the opportunity to break a Vulcan from their logic yeah. uh, tendencies, could I do that? But now you're talking about marrying a Betazoid. Yeah. And they are telepaths. Mm -hmm. So there's no hiding anything from... Yeah. That's all right. Your well, cards on the table, twenty-four-seven. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. And I'm basing it off the few um, beta sets that are portrayed within the television universe right. that I'm familiar with. So that's probably tainted my view a little bit because I always, um, I always had a little crush on Marina Sirtis. Mm -hmm. So. All right, so keep you, but you're not changing. I'm your not answer. changing. No, no, no. Right. I won't change. Yourself? Right. <clears throat> um, well, it's funny because you could let the Klingon is passionate, mm -hmm. the Vulcan is logical, the Betazoid is emotional. Emotional. Mm -hmm. um, so I might have to. F the Klingon, kill the Vulcan, and marry the... Ah. I, think I might just switch it up here's a little the thing, bit. And here's the thing I asked myself again is, who are you compatible... If you're going to marry somebody, who are you compatible with long-term? Mm -hmm. And so it becomes a, more of a question of not just physical attraction, but who is a good counterpart, who's a good partner for you long-term. Mm -hmm. Not an Ewok. <laughs> Not a Vulcan. Vulcan. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to reuse these because I think they're really good. Okay. And because Dahlgren chickened out. Uh, yeah, I, I was. I right. heard that. So a gender-swapped version of you. <laughs> so a female martini. Oh. 
a gender swapped version of your wife. So it's your wife that you love and adore, mm -hmm. but she's a dude. Mm. Or a, an animal, a dog. Yeah. That has snapped and has now become a human. So it's a human, but in a, but it's got a dog's brain mentality, everything. Okay. <laughs> Positions. <laughs> 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 <coughs> okay. So, is this the F. Mary? F. Mary Kill. Mm. I would say that I have zero interest in effing myself. Although many people have suggested I should go F myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, I would say that the gender swap of myself would be... I'm going to off that one. Okay. So, then it comes down to F or Mary... Um, I think it would be, hmm. I have, I have a fair number of friends in the LBGTQIA community and I have a lot of respect for what they endure, what they go through, and also an immense amount of respect for the courage that they show on a daily basis. What I can tell you though is that it's not for you. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it isn't. Um, I just can't see myself being with a gender swap version of my wife, at least physically. So I would say I would marry her. Yeah. And then I'd have to, that means I have to F my dog. I'm not terribly excited about that, but nah, all right. I think that's exactly... Because I, I look at it this way. My wife has a fantastic personality. Obviously, I'm extremely attracted to her. But if she's gender swapped, she's still that same person. Right. So, and for me, long term, that, that builds a better compatibility. Sure. So... Plus now... Mm -hmm. You're sharing wardrobes, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. Sharing. She like, does have little pixie feet, so I'm gonna have to she, try and work that. But you can share clothes. True. She can like you know do yard work and if like, she could help tie Windsor. Yeah, if she could tie Windsor or not, she'd be all that. You know? Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, all right. So these are all three. Your wife. Okay. It's your wife, but she is covered in feathers. <laughs> okay. It's, it's your wife, mm -hmm. but her feet are where her hands are, and mm. her hands are where her feet are. Mm. Okay. Or your wife, mm -hmm. um, and every time she laughs, mm -hmm. she loses all control of her bowels. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, hmm. All right. I would say that I would marry my wife with her hands and her feet reversed. Okay. I think that could lead to some long-term 
positive benefits for both of us. Okay. I mean, number one, I think she would be a huge attraction at Barnum & Bailey. This is true. Uh, number two, I think that introduces a whole new aspect to uh, any sort of intimate relations. Okay. I mean, if her hands were where her feet are, that, I mean, I don't know if I could imagine what could be done with hands in a feet position. I don't know, but I think you're gonna now. Uh, I you know, gonna I'm gonna spend an inordinate amount of time thinking about this. <laughs> um, so I think that's definitely Mary, because I think that's a long-term investment to really understand that uh, transposition. Um, F. I guess I would say. What was the third one? You said one was one was she's covered in she, feathers, and what was the other one? She loses control of her bowels yeah. every time she laughs. I would say I would f covered in feathers. So you're gonna kill the pooper? Yeah, I'm. It's just there's something about that that I. Yeah. You know, and and sh, you know she's not a laugh box, but in the same respect, I don't want every time you know. I tend to be kind of comical. I mean, I, mm -hmm. we, we both tend to be sarcastic in our house, which yeah. is a can be a blessing and a curse at the same time. But since we both laugh at it all the time, it would make for a lot of cleanup on my part. And now that I'm doing the laundry a lot more, I'm really not looking forward to that part. Yeah, and so. that's and and. Um, Oh, we're almost at time. Oh my goodness. No, there was a maximum time. Well, goodness. Well, that's actually, that's okay because I only have one other question. Great. Is, uh, who else should I talk to? Hmm. Well, I really think you need to get the perspective of somebody a little bit younger than us okay. and try and understand maybe the differences in the way they would respond to the questions. Okay. Obviously, you and I are very close in age. Eric's a little younger. My recommendation would be to reach out to somebody like Brian Kelly. Try and get some try and get some input from him. He's not too far removed from being in residency in school yeah. and probably has got some interesting things to share with you. Well, so we're going on that trip Turks and kicks, yeah, in Turks like and a kickers. month and a half. So I will be definitely, I'll I'll be uh, taking advantage of that, and All right. I'll talk to him. Well, don't take advantage of Sarah. him. Don't take advantage I'll of him. I'll talk just to both yet. of them. Oh, and I may, you know, they'll be. We'll be on vacation. There will be alcohol. I may take advantage of them. I'm I not mean, they, promise what happens not. in Turks and Caicos stays in, stays Turks, in Caicos. Turks and Caicos. <laughs> awesome. All right, man. All right. Well, thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for the time. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate uh, you. Bear, was it weird? No, it was, it was fun. Yeah. And, and by the way, I do agree with Eric that we should look at expanding upon this and doing something around movies or doing something around uh, something else. We should brainstorm some other ideas All to right. get us back together and do this. This I was fun. I would be down. I don't think anybody would listen to it. <laughs> that's the best part about but it. But that's all right. If, <laughs> oh, if we just sit around and have one of our regular conversations and record it, <laughs> that, and then I can I can listen to it at night yeah. when I go to sleep. Instead, I just I just don't want to be arrested by the state state police. I mean, that's all it comes down to. <laughs> awesome. All right, man. Thanks.